Hi guys, my name is Jens Cole. This is the Shifted Podcast where we take paradigms that have been readily accessible and readily accepted and we shift them. We're going to bring in interesting people. We're going to bring interesting thinkers and doers, talk to them about how they're shifting the space. Welcome in and enjoy the podcast. Yeah, awesome. super, super excited to have you as Yazil. And so um, honestly, I, I think the, the, the excitement I have around today's conversation is, is vast and uh, Yes, this is going to be the very first um, podcast. Yeah, for just Vessel a little Projects. nervous about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how I said that right before yeah. we started. Oh, by the way, so um, a little bit you know, about you for the listeners is, and I'm just totally going to butcher this, <laughs> no, this, this, this uh, pronunciation, but Ayurvedic um, health coach. Um, and um, basically, you know, in summary, you know, your goal is to help people live a more natural life where they're really rooted in taking advantage of the natural world that's around them to support their health and then obviously use, using food as medicine yeah. right and really being connected with that space you know your life way, way more than i do so i'm gonna let you kind of take it from there um just a bio right kind of give us give us a little bit of your story from from childhood growing up high school college Obviously, where you are now and how, how you've kind of gotten to where you are now okay. uh, would be awesome, I think, for the listeners. All right, fun. Um, that's a lot of space, so I'll try to do my best to make yeah. the abridged version. Yeah. But um, So I grew up in Agora Hills, California, right. so like down the road from here, which is really awesome. But um, I grew up in an Indian household, and we used to go back to India every year, maybe twice a year. Um, so that definitely shaped a lot of what I'm doing right now. I can't ever discount that. Mm -hmm. um, but I went to like high school out in Calabasas, LMU for college, Pepperdine for grad school, um, and I studied behavioral psychology. So I really went into science, um, which was great and it really served a purpose for yeah. that time. Um, while I was in college, or after I graduated college, I did a, a yoga teacher training, and um, it kind of brought me back to what my dad used to teach me when I was growing up, which is really just going back to my roots. Like he started teaching me yoga at five years old. Mm. We grew up around principles of Ayurveda, like how to support ourselves with spices, with food. Um, using food as medicine is something that was very big in my household growing up. And it kind of sparked, re-sparked this interest at 22. Yeah. And I've kind of been on this journey to like rediscover that, yeah. um, which has been really awesome. And it's also like, exactly what the world needs, I think, mm. right now. So I'm ex excited and inspired to start resharing a lot of that. Yeah, in yeah. Space. And, and, and that's the thing is I think there's such a um, plethora of information, especially um, more Eastern philosophies that you know, us here in, in, in the West, and it's not to, you know, to blame or shame us, but like we just don't have access to that information and we're not readily seeking it out. And so mm. you know, my goal um, in this conversation is just to yeah, offer maybe something new that people can learn from and, and also go into maybe the functionality and the practicality of listening and learning from a topic like this. But so, yeah. you know, kind of lends into my next question for, you know, the everyday individual, how would you explain what Ayurveda medicine and practice is and, and what it's supposed to be and go into some detail on that. I'm yeah, really, sure. Really curious. Um, so Ayurveda literally just translates to the knowledge of life. Um, okay. The Ayur part means life, Veda means knowledge. Um, so it's a lifestyle science that's rooted in like a tradition that's 5,000 years old, right? It's people who, um, it's built off of people who um, used nature and food as medicine just growing up because that's really all the medicine there was right. um, in ancient times. And not to discount technology now, but it's kind of how we're meant to live. I think yeah. all of us, when we have a cold, if we just eat naturally, we feel better faster. Um, so just one example of that. But um, Ayurveda kind of has 
these element. It has a, an emphasis on elements in your body and your body type and kind of working with your body type instead of doing things um, that the West kind of has shared as like, everyone should be eating X, Y, Z to be mm -hmm. healthy. Um, Ayurveda says yes, and you can also be eating this in this proportion to be healthy for yourself. Right. Um, healthy foods aren't necessarily healthy for everyone. And I think there's mm -hmm. a lot more scientific research going on about that now, but Ayurveda has been saying this for a very long time and having yeah. people support it, um, you know, naturally in themselves um, for centuries and yeah. decades. And that, that. I, think that's the, I think that's the interesting thing is like you're seeing a lot of these companies and a lot of these brands that are coming out, you know, specifically around, you know, how do you treat the individual, yeah. right? Because you're right, like an almond is a healthy item. But yeah. not necessarily from a from a digestive standpoint, mm -mm. could be beneficial for that individual person. Yeah, right. And exactly. so I think it is it is interesting to know that this type of stuff has been around for centuries. Oh yeah, and you know? it's been translated in different traditions. Mm. Uh, like it's uh, I know in Eastern uh, Chinese medicine, there's so many parallels with Ayurveda in that. Um, and I, you know, that's the first culture that I can think of, but I know even throughout the world, there's so much similarity. There's a string of this, just be as natural as possible, work with your body instead mm -hmm. of against it, because your body will literally tell you what it needs and yeah. doesn't need. Yeah. So to that point, um, and of course I'm, I'm, I'm going to tangent, right? Cause, yeah, cause no, I, love I, I had questions. Of course, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to those questions. I'm just going to, you know, go, go off the beaten path. So, you know, you lived in Agora, yeah. you, live, you live in LA, you know, I live in LA as well, but I think, you know, um, speaking to the, um, the female populace, right, especially mm -hmm. in this area, yeah. Southern California, Hollywood, Los Angeles, there is a big commitment to health and fitness, health and wellness. There's an entire multi-billion dollar industry just in that alone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think there's been an, a tre tremendous amount of um, attention and investment and how do we live like yeah. the most healthy lifestyle? Where where are you falling in that space in terms of understanding how the industry is growing, but also understanding, hey, like there is, you know, going way back into ancient times, some of the stuff that's being said right now has been said for a while. Why yeah. do you think that it, it's just now kind of catching up to everybody? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think in terms of just living where we are living and using female population as just a market, uh, what is it, a client basically, the market will do what they can actually easily manipulate in the client, okay. right? Um, but these things, there, there is a trend of change, right? There's a, everything's going back to being natural, listening to your body, which right. is awesome. Um, and I don't think that's been, it's, it's not new information, it's just marketed as new information. Mm. Um, so I, all of this has been there for a while and I'm forgetting your question. I just realized, Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you know, where, where do you think there is the disconnect and why, why, mm, okay. why for so long was maybe this something that was, uh, I'm not saying purposefully held under wraps, but why was it something that maybe wasn't as, um, at the forefront of people's minds, especially, yeah. especially in Western society? Yeah. Well, I mean, my brain is first just going to this isn't necessarily marketable mm. um, because if you're living a natural lifestyle, you don't really need to have a trainer. You don't really need to be okay. um, consuming as much as we consume here. And I'm not saying consumption is bad. I like going to yoga studios. I like going to a you know health nut little fitness uh, yeah. restaurant to eat. Right. Um, but it doesn't need to be the case that you're always consuming in that. There's so much I that see. you can actually empower yourself to do. Okay. Um, but that isn't marketable because yeah. 
that means that you would, you know, take away from all these industries that are in right. place. And I don't, I'm not necessarily for that, right. but I also think it's very important to know yourself. So you know how to consume mindfully instead of erratically and for a purpose that really isn't serving your body well. Mm. I know we kind of just had a conversation of, yeah. you know, things being marketed for, especially I, I'm going to speak to the female population because that's what I know, I think the best, yeah. um, marketed to women as being very healthy and very good for you, but it isn't very good for you if you're doing it every day. Mm. Um, so actually, you know, taking a step back and doing it mindfully and just realizing what is actually going to benefit you rather than deplete you. Or even more importantly, sometimes I think right now in this, in, uh, in LA itself, I'm, we can also speak to that. Feeling depleted is sexier or it is what mm. is more desirable, but that okay. isn't what's actually good for you. Um, so I think there is change being made in that realm, but I think there's, you know, there's a lot more work to be done there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to, you know, fluff your aura from what I gathered in, in, in the short, but feels like very dynamic time of, of knowing you, you're part of that change. And, oh, and, and, I, and I think, you know, from, from what you've described to me, what I've learned about you, you know, you're in the process of trying to, uh, and this is just my statement, it doesn't have to be your statement, but market something, like you said, that's pretty hard to market. Yeah. Um, and I, and I want to dig into that a little bit later on, kind of like what your purpose is with becoming, um, you know, an Ayurvedic health coach and kind of branding yourself as that and, yeah. and trying to touch into that market space. Um, because I do think there's some wisdom to be learned from, Hey, yeah, just because this thing seems a little bit, um, hard to grasp or hard to reach for, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not worth really investing your time in and thinking about and considering. So yeah. I want to click pause on that question, come back to it later. Yeah. But in terms of, you know, what drew you person, I know you talked about like family and, mm -hmm. and, and, and your father and there's, there's some familial connections there, but yeah. could you speak to kind of why you are so drawn into this Ayurvedic space and what, what's yeah. got you committed to the, to the lifestyle? That's a really good question. Um, and it's a hard lifestyle to commit to, but right. I know, uh, so just a purpose in terms of a question that I would always be asked when you're, you know, when you're little is what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. Um, I always said my dad, but then I would say a doctor. Mm. Um, and my brain as a five-year-old was like a doctor helps people. I want to help people. Yeah. Um, that sh uh, shifted so many times. Again, I got a degree in behavioral psychology. I worked with kids with autism and I was helping people in that way. And then, you know, fast forward, kind of doing a job transition and find refinding yoga and my connection to it. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda specifically, it's like literally a way to help people that is the most natural and doing the least amount of harm in terms of it's sustainable. It's literally going back to nature. It's helping you just go to your kitchen and learn how to make medicine for yourself, mm -hmm. how to sustain yourself naturally. So that is something, that's a theme, I think, that I'm trying to bring, that I'm connecting to a lot more, where it was so um, kind of just, a, it's a cloudy theme in my childhood, adolescence, early 20s, but it's really something I've been able to get clear on as I've gotten older. Mm, wow, kind of like, you had it before, but yeah. now you're kind of more awake yeah. to it, and, and maybe the, the, the degrees of of its impact. That's exactly because really cool. again, cool. these are all things that I've learned when I was little. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm living in Agora Hills, going to high school and right. college. Yeah. Everything gets maxed up, maxed yeah. over because you're experiencing so much. It's yeah. you know novelty of time, which is fine. It's great. It's good to have those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy to go back home now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's really cool. And I think you know, 
I, I can just kind of see it all playing out in my head. You know, you're kind of in this area, right? There's a lot of like other themes that, that are playing out in, in your life. And all of a sudden you're, you're listening to your energy. You're listening to your passions. You're listening to kind of what's drawing you in. And rather than shying away from that, you leaned into it. Yeah. And, and you're getting to see and you're getting to reap the benefits and the abundance of that, like not only in your business, but obviously your life and yeah. you know, your practice. That's really cool. Um, so obviously, you know, this podcast is all about, you know, introducing themes mm -hmm. in the human experience um, in human society that have been long-standing themes for a while now, that, yeah. that have long-standing um, preconceived notions, definitions, um, what, we, what we call paradigms, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, what I'm fascinated by is the function of shifting those paradigms mm -hmm. um, and, and the timing of that. And, and you can see a lot of it throughout history. You know, you have a lot of these these subjects in life, right, that have been clearly defined and people have clearly accepted. And along the way, somebody came around and said, hey, you know what, maybe we look at it this way. Yeah. Maybe we just kind of change the angle 25 degrees and we take it a look this way. How does that change things? How does that treat, treat, you know, treat the subject? How does that affect how we treat the subject? Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of good that comes from that. Mm -hmm. and there's so many examples that we could bring up. Um, but, but to bring it back to this conversation, right, um, I would say that the paradigm in today's conversation is about health and wellness, yeah. health and fitness. Mm -hmm. And you can look throughout the history books and how health and fitness, we'll say particularly in the United States, has shifted. Mm -hmm. You know, as a male, I can, I can speak into what I thought health and fitness was supposed to look yeah. like, what I'm supposed to be eating, what I'm supposed to be doing in the weight room, mm -hmm. how I'm supposed to be treating my body, um, where I'm supposed to be going to get workouts, um, you know, and, and all those things kind of, you know, the, it, it brought together my understanding of health and fitness. Yeah. But that's only one lens. That's only one vision. And so, you know, where you're coming from is is the note that hey, health and fitness is awesome, but there's also this way we can look about it. This way, this yeah. way, this way, this way, and all of it can provide wisdom. And the cool thing is, now you get to choose you get to choose which one works best for you. Exactly. Um, even though, you know, your best friend might be hitting up 24-hour fitness and doing bench press for 45 minutes, right? You don't have to do that if that doesn't feel like it's working for you. Yeah. Right? You don't have to go, you know, eat 2,000 calories and, and put down a bunch of carbs and a bunch of red meat if that doesn't work well for you. And so mm -hmm. I think today's conversation is shifting this paradigm around health and fitness. So yeah. what is your argument? You didn't say argument, but what is your you know, maybe hypothesis or theory around how important shifting the paradigm around health and fitness is as it pertains to Ayurvedic Ayurveda. practice. Yeah, well, I think there's just a lot of misconception around both Ayurveda and yoga. So okay. I think it's um, education about what it actually is, is important. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I just want to go back to a point you made. Health and fitness is going to look different for everyone and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. And that's correct. Um, it shouldn't look the same for everyone because we're all very different people. Yeah. And that's something that I think Ayurveda t talks about a lot. Um, a lot of the Eastern traditions in terms of health and wellness talk about a lot. You get to do what is good for your body. Um, in Ayurveda itself, there's something called dosha that we try to work with. And dosha is just what is your natural body type? And it's not like what's out of balance right now. It's like as you were born and in childhood, what was working for you and not. And everyone is treated with that as like that's your baseline and that's what you're working with. 
um, which is also why you going to the gym and bench pressing isn't going to work for your friend necessarily because mm. your natural, uh, we call it prakriti, or what you're born as is different. And that's something that you need to align with. And I really do think that's something that is becoming more popular in terms of health and wellness right now. Like naturally, how does your body feel? Yeah. Listening to it intuitively. So in terms of Ayurveda, I think that's an easy sell in terms of it. Um, just what it means is a little bit different. Yeah. There is yoga involved in terms of um, using it what is, therapeutically. Yeah. Um, there's food involved in terms of using that therapeutically. There's meditation involved, which is also important. Um, connections, all of that is like important in Ayurveda because it's a science of life. And there are texts that kind of teach you that from an ancient perspective. But even in reading them, it all makes sense right now because it's asking you to live simply. Mm. And we are putting so much pressure on, I mean, it's naturally. Um, there's an uptake in technology, how we socialize. So it's so different right now. But if you just simplify it, it's the way you connect with people is very, it's organic. It's natural. Um, it doesn't have to be as chaotic as we've tried to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so cool. So I think, you know, that the... the we were talking about this before the cameras kind of started rolling, mm -hmm. but this this notion of Ayurvedic, you know, uh, um, medicine and practice and coaching, you know, like kind of the, the, the definition is how to live, right? Like mm -hmm. the science of living. Yeah. So what are some key takeaways that, you know, the everyday individual who might not know, not, you know, anything about, yeah. you know, this whole thing, you know, what is something that, what is some wisdom that they can gain, you know, kind of the simple stuff yeah. from what you're, what you're out helping people with? I, so there's, um, in Ayurveda, two main pillars, Ritucharya, which means seasonal changes or yeah. seasonal routines and Dhinacharya, which is daily routines. And a big thing in Dhinacharya is that you wake up uh, before 6am or 6am at the latest, yeah. let's say, um, to rise with the sun, get the energy of the sun and probably do something meditative, um, do some yoga. So you're actually getting some time in solace and taking care of mm. yourself, your mental health and your physical health uh, before the sun actually rises. Right. And then you're ready for your day. Um, so that I get the most amount of pushback in terms of speaking to people about what's a change I should make. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that probably because it's how yeah. you start your day yeah. um, and that actually affects how the rest of your day, the tone of the rest of yeah. your day. Right. Um, there are also some just like loose rules about times of days you should be eating okay. and the times of days that you should be like not consuming food. Um, and it also varies from person to person because let's say you are pitta, which I am. It means like you have a lot of fire in you. Mm. Um, there are times, and also that means that you're just hungry all the time. Um, think of it like people, be it like your athletes, um, just high achievers or people who just like want uh, overachievers basically. Yeah. Um, you should be consuming food, but the rate at which you consume it is going to be different okay. than someone who is vata or like very airy, yeah. um, have the physical build of someone who's very slight. Um, so you need to be consuming a lot more than someone who's, Mm. who can digest it better or something yeah. like that. Um, so these are all small rules by which the frameworks of your day end up shaping up, which I'm being general about, but those yeah. are some general things. Right. And then according to your body type, it'll look very different. So I, yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, I'm curious, how does one test? Yeah. How does one test? So uh, I think most people, what they would do is go take a dosha quiz online. Okay. I'm going to encourage everyone not to do that. Okay. And the reason for that is, I'll explain what not to do first and okay. then what to do. Um, when 
you do those online quizzes, it'll literally just tell you what's out of balance right now. Mm. So let's say right now, um, because of high stress, I'm not sleeping well, so I am marking that off. It'll throw off what dosha you actually are um, because you're answering it in this present moment. And it's yeah. not anyone's fault. We usually just answer things in the present moment. Um, so I like to say, if you have a friend who's studying Ayurveda, just go yeah. bother them to take your pulse and okay. actually ask you the right questions um, mm. so that I can, you can like... That's awesome. So it does sound like there's a bit of an assessment that's involved. Yeah, in exactly. And it's answering questions that you can answer about everyday life. Yeah. It's just how you're living. Yeah. Um, and then you can get, you know, you're kind of, I mean, it's kind of complicated, but at the mm -hmm. same time, pretty straightforward once you're doing the assessment. Again, how do you sweat or yeah. if you sweat at all? Um, how much activity are you doing each day? What are you eating? What are you craving? How do you sleep? What your dreams are like? Mm. Um, all those things kind of help um, someone determine what category they kind of fall into. Yeah. And you can be more than one. Yeah. Um, so that's just helpful to know. That's, that's super interesting. And I kind of lands to the next question, which is, you know, I, I've gathered um, just in, in through research and just observation, but, you know, Western society, and, and especially when it comes to progress and mm. achievement and success, um, tangible results are really important. Right? Yeah. Like I have to be able to see that I'm losing weight. I have to be able to see that I'm gaining muscle. And doing it fast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And 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 doing it in a timely manner mm -hmm. um, that that is is unique to your perception of what time is. Yeah. Now, when it comes to these subjects like life and health and relationship, like relationship with self, relationship with the external world, right? Things like stress, why is it important that these definitions, that these topics can, should, and are being shifted like in the now? I mean, wow, that's, I, I'm having like a philosophical moment. Like <laughs> right now, everything needs Give to change. To me. yeah. um, I mean, I really think the Western world needs to change in terms yeah. of health and wellness. And I feel like I felt that since I was in high school because mm -hmm. nothing made sense about what people were doing. Mm -hmm. Even in high school, you know, you had friends who are trying to lose weight, but it makes no sense for a high schooler to try to lose weight unless they're in a medical reason to do so, right? Yeah. Um, there's an immediacy of like seeing results within the next day. Otherwise, people will switch to the next diet plan or yeah. whatever. Um, so, I mean, Ayurveda and all Eastern philosophies when it comes to health and wellness share that everything needs to be done and yoga for that matter. Um, everything needs to be done repeatedly in a way that's continuous and in a way that you're, you start a, 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 a course or something. You don't want to just end it the next day. Yeah. Give it the respect of you're on a journey to learn something about yeah. yourself and that takes time yes. and it's frustrating and it's not going to be fun most mm. of the time. But after month three of you doing something daily, it becomes a habit and it becomes something you look forward to, maybe. Um, or if it's not working for you, then you can make a change. Right. Then you know. Then right. you know. Exactly. Um, but it's also, if, if you're going back to a natural way of living and being, you're going to feel so much more relaxed with yourself, your mental state, um, how you interact with others. I was just having a conversation with a friend where once you're kind of happy with yourself and you know yourself really well, I feel like there's this pruning that happens even socially where things just don't matter anymore. Mm. So they shift in terms of what you actually want to consume in your social life too, um, in terms of engagements and uh, connections versus like, oh, this isn't serving 
where I am anymore, but respectfully letting that go. Um, But also being okay. I feel like uh, the letting go aspect kind of feels very uh, dramatic and chaotic to most people, but it's actually a natural process of life. I think I read somewhere where we change as humans every seven years, and we don't need to pretend like we don't. I think that change comes and happens, and it's something that you should honor. Right. I mean, and now I'm getting philosophical, and you obviously Ayurveda is, is much about nature. I, I'm, I'm staring at a tree that has leaves falling, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. th- and that tree goes through a process of change, and it goes through a process of um, process, yeah, right? Exactly. It, 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 it grows, and it sheds, and it grows again, and it sheds again, and it develops, and it loses things, and it redevelops. And I think there is that fear of, is the timeline is is the progressive timeline supposed to always be up and up and up and up yeah right and and where is the space to accept that success isn't just this yeah. it's a little bit of this a little bit mm-hmm. of that a little bit of this maybe just straight for a little bit and then up and then back down right yeah. and so i think a lot of people have difficulty with that but i think it's philosophies like this um that are rooted very much in those pillars of things like patience yeah understanding uh, greater vision, right, than just what you can see in the now. Yeah. And I think trying to implement those concepts, with the, which again are very Eastern um, concepts, and getting them into a society that's more Western, especially in the States, that is very rooted in you have to be succeeding all the time. Success looks like this. Yeah. Any backwards movement is not success. Yeah. Right. And and oh, and by the way, you have to be succeeding at this rate of time. Yeah. And I think it's it's ironic that that's the case for us here in the states, and we also deal with probably the highest rates of stress, yeah. right? Glo- globally, we deal with the highest rates of obesity globally, mm-hmm. highest rates of like heart disease and, yeah. and just um, um, damage on longevity. So I do think that there's a serious case to be made of hey, right, this is how we've been doing it for a while now. Yeah, it and and. The, if you guys want evidence, here's the evidence. Mm-hmm. And okay, so if we can't figure out how to do it correctly our way, let's go look somewhere else. Yeah. And I do think that there's a generational battle with that. I think we have a hard time looking elsewhere. I think we have a hard time uh, being American, you know, being Americans and 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 wanting to look elsewhere for those answers. And that's a completely different conversation yeah. in itself. But you know, I do think you know ultimately my mission here on this podcast is just to simply introduce another way of looking at something that's been pretty well concreted and cemented yeah. um, over a period of time. And it kind of does lead me to my next question, which is, you know, the, the common phrase a lot of people are using with, we'll say like life coaching, mm-hmm. with, with mindset development, with um, individual connectivity in terms of um, how, how are you individually connecting with the world around you? How are you spreading your authentic self, yeah. soul work, inner work, a lot of these themes that you and I are familiar with, mm-hmm. with within the industry, but a lot of people outside of the industry call it things like woo-woo. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. how do you how do you break that down for people yeah. who have that argument? I love that question. So, I mean, I've been sharing a lot about Ayurveda, which is lifestyle science, but I'm also a yoga teacher mm-hmm. um, or I've been certified to teach yoga, whatever yeah. that means right now. <laughs> um, because what I, what I think my soul work right now, and this is how we've connected, is through my Instagram videos of yes. explaining the Yoga Sutras. It's so important to me because all of while I'm reading it, it's stuff that my dad and mom taught me when I was really mm. little. And I was like, you know, 
I'm, I'm 15 years old. I know how to manage my emotions. Yeah, zero yeah. percent. Do I ever <laughs> know how to do that? Um, but I'm, what's coming to me is uh, like dissecting those and sharing mm -hmm. them and sharing them in an ancient language that I absolutely love. Sanskrit's yeah. complicated and it means eight different things. And it's so mm -hmm. cool how it's woven together to share a very simple point, but it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah. But doing each of those videos is literally just breaking down how to confront your inner demons. Mm -hmm. And we have them. It's okay that we have them. Um, and we call them vrittis in, in Sanskrit. It means mental fluctuations. And we have them daily. And the practice of yoga, and it's not just a physical practice. It means the eight-limbed path, which includes um, yamas, niyamas, asana, pranayam, pratyahar, Dharana, Dharana. Yeah, I'll do this in English too. I'm so, so you just like rattled that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also counting because I'm like, I always forget one of them. And the end one being that's Samadhi. Really nice. But there are eight things that you need to be yeah. doing when you're practicing yoga. Okay. And that's a misconception. So I'm, I get to do my soul work and kind of demystifying yoga. Mm. Instead of it being a woo-woo tradition, it's actually, you know, sages wrote about this. I can't remember, 5,000 years ago. And it's very, it, it makes sense today. Like you it's are, real. we are yeah. very swayed by good, bad. Um, things are painful to us or they're not painful to us. And it's literally, literally sharing yoga in itself. The eight-limbed path is sharing. There's this even path that you can be on, but it's really hard. You need to repeat it and be in continuous practice with it. And you are going to be feeling a lot of things on outside of this like balance baseline. But if you're continuously practicing, those highs and lows don't feel as dramatic as you keep yeah. on this line of like practicing it for three months straight, but doing right. it the right way, not just, you know, working out's really important, but it's not going to fix it if you're very anxious. It's not going to mm. really help anything if you are truly, truly depressed. There's something yeah. else going on there. Movement's helpful. Again, asana means movement. It's a physical practice that's part of the practice, but it's not there's seven other things that you can supplement with yeah. that are going to help you. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, I, honestly, uh, the tangible, um, palpable words I think people are really starting to glue to are, you know, emotional regulation, yeah. stress management, and, you know, just being yourself. Yeah. I think are the simple ways of explaining a lot of what you just said, which is um, you, there's a lot that, there's a lot of crap yeah. that happens in life and, and, and our perception and our relationship with those moments really defines how we're going to respond and behave. Yeah. And how we're going to respond and behave does have ramifications on our body um, and, and, and on our connection with the spaces around us. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it does lend to my next question, which is, you know, you and I are very passionate, committed, um, and we understand the functional importance of helping people in these ways, right? Yeah. So on my end, right, it's mindset coaching, mindset mm -hmm. development, really understanding your thinking, yeah. understanding the power behind your thoughts, um, which can get very spiritual, but can also get very scientific, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the biochemical reaction that happens with your neurocircuitry, like there's literally a mind-body connection. Yeah. And when you're not aware of that, you could be, you could be causing domino effects in your body that could be yeah. really damaging in the long run mm -hmm. that you're confused about. Like, oh, why am I always sick? Why am I always sore? Why do I always feel X, Y, and Z? You know, it does come down to a lot of it being aware of your situation yeah. and learning how to change your situation internally through practices and through skills and tools and people to support you along the way. Yeah. How do you 
advise somebody who is in this space, maybe who's starting to be in this space of helping people in a way that's not the, the, the um, popular preconceived ways of doing so, which, which are therapy, traditional medicine, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and teaching, right? Which are, are, those are the three primary ways that people are being supported yeah. you know, in general, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at um, psychiatric support, with the diagnosis, with, yeah. with an emphasis that there is a root cause to mm -hmm. this, um, you know, uh, um, drugs and medicinal support, uh, artificial, I say artificial yeah. drugs and medicinal support, and then obviously being told how to live your life. Yeah. But there is an answer, right, which is traditionally a Western way of, of going about things yeah. to somebody who's maybe doing it differently and believes in that way. Mm -hmm but deals with the, the dissonance that's going to yeah. come up for them. What are you advising them? How are you, how are you supporting them? Yeah, that's a good question because I've also been in the science world for so long with behaviorism right. and kind of sharing someone that they should just meditate a little bit more every day is not going to work. It's not mm. really going to fly. So um, I think, I guess from a coaching model and a perspective that I like to go with because it's really hard to change and especially with the work schedules most people have, we're lucky where we are able to kind of construct our days the way we need yeah. them to be. But not everyone has that luxury um, or that privilege really right now. And that's okay, everyone needs to survive, yeah. they have work. But kind of looking at someone's schedule, you can start seeing two things maybe that they could change and giving them those little um, little brownie points to start getting and reinforcing themselves like, okay, I'm doing, I'm getting up a little bit earlier. I'm um, adding, a little time for meditation before I go to bed or shutting my phone off before 10 p.m. before I get, like actually go to sleep. Um, I think demystifying and working with someone's schedule is really helpful instead of just telling them what to do. Like I, yeah. I could not do that. Um, and it's, it's really uncomfortable because then they just think they're doing everything wrong. It's like, no, you're not. You have to live. You have right. to live your life. Right. But if you want to be a little bit more intuitive in your life, a little bit more awake in your life, try this mm -hmm. and try it for a month mm -hmm. instead of, you know, three days and then give up. Yeah. And I, and I like how your, um, your answer a little bit, um, a little bit ago was around the notion that, uh, questions, mm -hmm. asking questions yeah. is the primary way in which you figure out someone's, yeah. uh, internal situation. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think that's, it's half the battle is, you know, those open-ended questions where you're giving them the opportunity to explore yeah. and find their own answers is where I just got wildly addicted to this space of, oh, that yeah. just makes so much sense. Right. I have been told what is the right way, what is the wrong way. And sure, there might be times where that prescription was correct. Yeah. But I think a lot, a lot more times than others, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And we're told, no, 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 that's the right way. You just got to stick it through, stick it through, stick it through. But our body, our energy, our being, you know, our soul is trying to tell us through what it's making us feel yeah. and the thoughts that we're having, right, that that's not working for us. Mm -hmm. And so having a practice of just inner reflection, having a practice of question asking, being okay with the answers that come up yeah. from a space of non-judgment. I know you were talking about the idea that like, um, you know, the, the, eight, the eight practices and the eight concepts are very like, in conjunction with each other yeah, and not exactly. one is more powerful than the other. And like, mm -hmm. I understand that as equanimity, like there mm -hmm. is no right. There's no wrong. There's no more. There's no more or less. Yeah. There's, there's balance in them all. And mm -hmm. there's only approach and there's only, um, effort. And right. Yeah. You're just trying to put it all together. That's all that matters, but not putting so much energy into one thing over the other. 
Um, so to, and, and, and this is my bad for maybe not asking it in, in a clearer way, but how do you, for the practitioner, for somebody in your situation, yeah. you, you mentioned like you grew up in this area where maybe these themes weren't readily accepted or understandable. Yeah. You're trying to make you know, a, a business and you're trying to enter the market with this thing, yeah. which I'm sure comes with its own struggles mm -hmm. as, as I've experienced as well. How are you advising you know, the, the practitioner you know, somewhere else who's trying to do this to get through and, and, and keep doing uh, it? Yeah, I mean, I think anyone who enters this space does it because they love it, not because okay. they, uh, you know, it's not an easy space to enter right. because it's different, right? Um, if you do something different, just be ready to be a warrior about it because you're going to mm. get pushed back and that's okay. Yeah. Um, we actually had this conversation a little bit before yeah. where um, I've actually made this mistake of if something is different, I assume something about it, make my own opinion without learning about the entire entity. Um, let's take, for example, the ketogenic diet. Yeah. I just gave it a label and I never learned about it. And I was like, I don't understand, but I didn't even take the time to understand mm. it. So if, I, if you take the time to understand it, then you can make an informed decision of if it fits with you, if you want to try it or not, yeah. um, and that works or not, right? That's yeah. okay. For me, it didn't work because I'm a vegetarian. 0% <laughs> would that actually work with my whole lifestyle. But I made that assumption. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage people as practitioners of Ayurveda to understand that when you share what you're doing, people are not going to understand it. So you get to translate it for them. Mm. That's, that's your... That's the joy of being able to um, share it with others, mm. right? Um, you get a, a whole philosophy that you get to share little pieces of, whatever yeah. you want, whatever's most meaningful to you, so that people can make their own decision about it. And no one's going to really, I mean, there's so many things out there. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's like uh, what I always say with people, there are so many people in the world, you don't have to like any of all of them, but you do need to respect them. Yeah. Um, there are so many thoughts on health and wellness you can like them or understand them, but you don't, sorry, you can understand them, but you don't right. necessarily need to like them because yeah. you are your person and you can make your own decisions. Yeah. Um, so for the Ayurvedic yogi person who really wants to keep going with mm -hmm. it, just translate it and uh, like know that you might be accepted, you might not be, but you will get to have the confidence to share what you truly are passionate about. Yeah, I love how you said like, just be ready to be a warrior. Yeah. Right? And, and not in the sense of like, I have to fight through this, but just prepare for, um, you know, pushback and yeah. prepare for people not understanding it and, 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 and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, wonderful. So in terms of, you know, I think the, 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 the next space is, is, you know, what is your ultimate goal with this? And this might be a question that, um, you might not even necessarily have an answer. There might not even yeah. be an answer to this, but you know, obviously you got this business mm -hmm. and, and you have this um, practice. Is there an end goal? Is there an objective? Am I being way too like... No, that's you know, great. Cinematic? I love this There's question. There's supposed to be an amazing ending <laughs> and you're supposed to save the world. But yeah, like, what is like your goal? I mean, what, one thing I will share is I think my goals have changed every five years for the okay. past 15 years because my perspective has changed okay. and that's okay. But I do have a vision of where I want to take this. Mm -hmm. I do want to help as many people as I can okay. with this. But again helping as many people as I can sustainably for myself. Yeah. Um, knowing that life happens and you're gonna have to cut back, then you can move forward in that all, all of that. Um, so yeah, I wanna bring this to as many people as possible, lead workshops, trainings, mm -hmm. and try to just give an extra perspective on wellness so that people can learn it and make their own decision about it. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I find a lot of value in it. And I find a lot of value in 
demystifying yoga and sharing that, you know, we're talking about mental fluctuations 5,000 years ago. It's trendy right now, but it's also been addressed before. Um, We just try to mask it. I mean, in the West, emotions weren't even spoken about when I was in school. So, um, and that's part of the curriculum in schools nowadays. So that's a great change. Mm. Um, And this is also something that was taught in ancient times. And I don't think everyone was the most happy, but they knew how to manage their lives and they had someone to go to. So Mm. kind of like bringing back like, this has been around. Um, maybe, you know, yoga studios should also include this training yeah, along sure. with just the physical stuff. Right. So I have a few things that I'm a warrior about in terms of like, I want to change that perspective yeah. or at least educate people in this way. Yeah. Um, so I guess a long-winded answer of saying that I'm here to educate people yeah. um, to, and they can make their own decisions about yeah. whatever this is. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's, it is very exciting. Like as you're, as you're speaking into that, um, you know, I'm excited for you. I'm excited you. for your journey because I, I do know that this stuff is, like you said, it's trendy now, but it's been, it's been yeah. real. It's been helpful and, and, and it's been a part of um, human progress and the human experience for a really long time. And mm-hmm. that's because there's some serious validity to it. And yeah. I think, you know, it's awesome getting to see guys like, you know, I'm, this is just, you know, people that I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, really kind of in the corner about, but, you know, Jay Shetty and, mm, and, yeah. and people like Simon Sinek, yeah. um, Mel Robbins, right? These people who are um, making it feel easy to understand, right? Yeah. And, and making it um, easy to understand. Sadhguru is, is another one. Like, just, just, yeah. it's just, it's cool getting to see Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm going to keep going, but yeah. like all these concepts that are at maybe one point, maybe two, three decades ago, offbeat, woo-woo, yeah. God, you're a hippie. You know, what the heck are you talking yeah. about? You're soft, mm-hmm. right? Toughen up, thick skin, work yeah. through it. You know, that was the battle. And now you're seeing a way more acknowledgement of acceptance. And I think it's because people are actually trying it, to your point, like, and they're really putting an effort into seeing what it does for them. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing success. They're saying, hey, wow, like, yeah. I'm feeling peace. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling abundance because I tried these shifts. Yeah. I tried to look at this topic completely differently. Mm-hmm. I put effort and investment in it and it's paid off. And yeah, I think exactly the more and more, and this is just for listeners. And I think the more and more you explore you and you don't shut your, don't shut yourself off to the potential opportunities to learn about you. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it feels out of this world, um, out of the spaces that you've been familiar with, um, that it could be beneficial, that yeah, you could gain totally. wis- wisdom from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we might, you know, the, the listener the, you know, that's listening in right now might not full-blown go into Ayurveda medicine, but they might pull away and try rising up with the sun yeah, and experience some serious alignment with that, mm-hmm. right? They might try figuring out in whatever capacity they need to figure out, but hey, what foods actually work for me? Yeah, And then that's going to help them. So I think that's the function of this podcast is just to get people an opportunity to hear other ways of looking at these really big, important topics, trying it out, encouraging them to try it, mm-hmm. right? At least consider it, research it, and then make a decision that aligns with them. Not exactly. just because, you know, um, um, and, and to this is a really important point for me, um, to make sure that they are not doing things in their life just because it has been what they have been used to yes. or what they've been told that is the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and that is hard. And that's mm-hmm. why people like you and me are in this world yeah. to at least give space to that topic and to allow people to explore. But there's so many ways of going about life. You have to figure out what your, what, what way works best for you. Yeah, um, exactly. And we're here to share our perspective. Yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. Any, any concluding notes? Anything that you want to share that you feel like you didn't get a chance to share? Anything that you want to share with no. the listeners? Um, obviously, we can find you on um, Instagram. Yeah. What other platforms can we find you on? You know, Just Instagram right now. I started a YouTube channel, and I'm not very good at actually posting videos sure. to there. Um, so Instagram is the best because okay. it's just easy for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think... I think there's so many ways to naturally live. Ayurveda is one of them. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so hard. I feel like it's so hard to explain what you're so passionate about because yep. there's I could take up, you know, two days talking about it. Yes. Um, so I watered down what I could for yeah. right now. But I just, you know, follow us on Instagram yeah. and we can keep communication yeah. going yeah. about this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of double tap that, yeah. that button and say, yeah, like <laughs> for the listeners, if you guys have any more questions, if you guys wanna learn more, um, about Ayurveda medicine, you know, hit her up right away. She's going to educate you. Um, you know, obviously, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. I'm and I so grateful. It's crazy that this is the, the first, first one. one, and it feels like we've been doing it. Like this is like the tenth one that we've done. Mm -hmm. And so, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for being you, because I think you're going to be an example uh, in more ways than one than what you think. Oh, thank um, thank you for doing you, this. Yeah, I mean, like this is, awesome. this is what the world needs more of. That. So it. It takes um, a lot of courage to do it and vulnerability, and I'm very proud of you, and I'm mm. very excited for you. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Cool. I think that's it, guys.